The success and failure of life, largely determined by the equipment that you use. You would not try to fly across the ocean in a hang glider. You would not try to play golf with a baseball bat. You would not try to fight a forest fire with a squirt gun. You've got to use the right equipment. Fortunately, God has given certain equipment to make it through our lives. Please take out the sermon notes that have been prepared for you today. Look with me at Hebrews 13, verse 21. The writer says, God will equip you with all you need for doing his will. Now, we're in a sermon series called Essential Equipment. In last week's message, we talked about number one in your notes, using the owner's manual. The first piece of equipment we have to make it through life is the Bible. We talked about the purpose of the Bible last week. The second piece of equipment we're going to look at today, number two in your notes, belonging to a spiritual family. See, God has put people around you. You need supportive relationships if you're going to make it. See, God put Adam in the Garden of Eden, but God looked at Adam and said, it's not good for man to be alone. You are made to live in a relationship. So look at 1 Peter 1, verse 3. God has given us the privilege of being born again so that we are now members of God's own family. See, when you were born physically, you joined the human family. When you're born spiritually, you join God's family. And what's God's family? God's family is the church. The church is not an institution. It's not the religious club. The Bible says the church is a family. Look at Ephesians 2, verse 19. You belong in God's household with every other Christian. Circle the word belong. The point I want to make here is that the Christian life is not a matter of just believing. In your notes, being a Christian is about, write this down, believing, but also in your notes is about belonging. That's being a part of God's family. Saying, I want to be a Christian, but not to be a part of any church family. That's like saying, I want to play professional football in the NFL, but I don't want to be part of any team. It's like saying that I want to join the U.S. Army, but I don't want to be in any platoon. There's a big difference between attending a church service and belonging to a church family. So God has given us equipment for successful living. Five specific ways we're going to look at. A church family equips us. So number one, the church family equips me to focus on God. Have you ever found yourself too busy to think a lot about God? It's easy to forget that God is with you all the time. Sometimes I go a long time without remembering, but I need to refocus. And one of the purposes of the church family is to help you focus on God. God knew that you and I would have a problem here, so he actually put it in the Ten Commandments. Because every seventh day, you're to take a day and focus on God. Look at Matthew 22, verse 37 and 38. Please read it with me together out loud. 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So in your notes, the first purpose of the church family, then, is to help you to worship. Anytime you focus on God, you're expressing your love and you're worshiping him. Focusing on God is worship. God made you in order to love you, and God wants you to love him back. See, God knows everything about you, the good, the bad, the ugly, and he still loves you. So in your notes, worship helps you know God, and in your notes, worship helps you to love God. And one of the real benefits of worship is that nothing reduces a problem in perspective like simply focusing more on the greatness of our God. Sometimes you just are overwhelmed by a problem, and you come and sit down before the great God in church, in a worship, with a group of fellow people, and you think, God, God is in control, and God can handle this, so I'm trusting in God. So many of us come to church, we suffer from what I call the four F's of life. So in your notes, we suffer from, first of all, fear. We have a doctor's appointment. Or we have tests, and we are afraid. So we also suffer from failure. Things have not always been so good this week. We've blown it. So we have failed. So you have fear, you have failure, and in your notes you have frustrations in the same things all the time. There seems to be no answer to the questions we have. No healing to your pain. So you get frustrated. And the fourth F is fatigue. You get tired. You're worn out. You need to be refreshed. And each seventh day, God deals with your four Fs. Fear, failure, frustration, fatigue. By helping us to focus on him. Worship in the church family gives encouragement assures us that we can make it with God's help. So number two, in your second way, the church family equips me for life. In your notes, to face life's problems. So the church family equips me to focus on God. Secondly, to face life's problems. Because life is tough. You were not made to face life on your own. God never meant for you to go through life trying to handle your life all by yourself. And God has given you a family. He makes you a member of his body, the body of Christ, the church. So do you ever get discouraged? The antidote to all discouragement is to get around some encouraging people. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 10 and 11. Please read that with me together out loud. Jesus died for us so that we can live together with him to encourage each other, to give each other strength. See, the Bible says the second purpose of the church family, in your notes, is fellowship. The church life, the Christian life, is not to be a solo act. There are, in your notes, no Lone Ranger Christians. We're to give strength to each other. Just like the old illustration of a campfire. If you have a bunch of hot coals on a campfire, they're all red, and they're all hot, and you take one coal out, and you put it by itself, it soon grows cold and loses its heat. If you take that very coal and you put it back into the campfire, it gets warm again. 
So if you're not part of the church family regularly, you'll grow cold spiritually. The enthusiasm will go out of your life. This is more important today than ever before, because our society is really fragmenting. There's no sense of community. Most of you don't have your relatives in the same area. It used to be three or four generations all lived in the same town. Today, relatives are spread all over. So the Bible says that the church is to be an extended family. We're to be brothers and sisters to each other. We're to care for each other. Look at Galatians 6, verse 2. By helping each other with your troubles, you truly obey the law of Christ. See, in your notes, a Christian belongs not only to God, but you also belong to each other. Look at what Paul says in Romans 12, verse 5. In Christ we who are many, we form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. See, growing up, people worked in families. They lived together. They played together. They laughed together. They cried together. They supported each other. The church family needs to spend time doing those very things together. That's the key purpose of our Bible class ministries. I believe every family has a family member who has separated themselves from the campfire of God's love. Every family knows of friends or neighbors who are outside the fellowship and the worship of God's family. Each family can invite other family members to join with you to support each other. So the church family helps me to focus on God, number one. Helps me, number two, to face life's problems. Number three, the third way a church family equips me for life is in your notes, to fortify my faith. Yeah, to fortify simply means to strengthen, to reinforce, to develop my faith. You need to have your faith reinforced on a regular basis. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. The church family helps you to clarify your values. So on the back of your notes, look at Hebrews 6, verse 1. Please read it with me together out loud. Let us go on and become mature in our understanding as strong Christians ought to be. See, people will often ask, what's God's will for my life? What's right there? God's will for your life is that you grow up. See, God wants you to grow up and become spiritually strong. In your notes, the third purpose of the church family, then, is to help you to mature. Old and mature are not the same. Can you be old physically and immature spiritually? Sure you can. Last week, we looked at four ways to grow spiritually. We said in your notes, number one, first you read the Bible so you get knowledge. Learn what God did in the past. And the Old Testament prophet Hosea said God's people were destroyed for their lack of knowledge. Number two, you study the Bible then. You gain perspective. You see what God sees and you trust his wisdom for your life. Number three, you meditate on God's word by meditating on, you meditate on God's word and by meditating, you develop conviction in your notes. You not only know God's will and think God's thoughts, but you then love what God loves. So you have conviction. You know the heart of God. And number four, you practice God's word, and thereby you sharpen your skills. 
Your skills to live life are sharpened. Sometimes we read the Bible, we don't always understand it completely. What happens, the reason God gave us the church then is so that the church family can help us. Look at Ephesians 3, verse 10. God's intent was that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. Circle that phrase, through the church. Some people have been in church all their life. Well, they don't seem very mature yet. They simply have not grown much. They go to church, but it hasn't made a difference in their lives. What makes the difference? It's not so much how smart they are. It's not the parents that you have. I believe it's the family of people that you survive yourself with that allows you to grow up in Christ. Now, there are practical things that you can do to help to be growing and a mature person. See, growth is not something that you do by yourself. A lot of us have this mistaken idea. We think that if we were really going to grow, become more mature, then we have to go out and become a monk, go up on a mountaintop by ourselves, and that's how we're going to grow. But that's not true. We actually grow in relationships with other people. So once again, I encourage you to take a, find a place where you can be involved with other people. You can become a growing person, the person that God wants you to be. Number four, the fourth way, church family equips me for life. In your notes, define my ministry. The church family helps me to focus on God, to face life's problems, to fortify my faith, and to find my ministry. Look at Ephesians 2, verse 10. Please read that verse with me together out loud. It is God himself who has made us what we are. He has given us new life from Christ. And long ago, he planned that we should spend our lives how, watching TV? No, in helping others. And that's called ministry. So the fourth purpose of the church family in your notes is to help you to minister. The Bible says that God has made you very unique. In fact, you are uniquely shaped. Looking at the word shape, God has shaped us in five ways. The S in the word shape stands for spiritual gifts. Yeah, God has given every person at least one spiritual gift to serve and to minister to others. The H in the word shape stands for your heart. Your heart are your passions, the things you just love, things you're interested in, and God gave you that heart, those passions, those desires, for the purpose of serving others. A in the word sharp stands for abilities. Different people with different are good at different things. Some are good at with words, some at numbers, others with animals, others with people. And P stands for the word personality. Two people can both be teachers, but very different personalities in order for that they can serve in different ways. And E in the word shape stands for your experiences. Each person has unique educational experiences, vocational experiences, spiritual experiences, and maybe most important of all, you have different painful experiences. And each one, God is shaping you, he's making you to be you. Church family equips me then to find my ministry. And number five, the fifth way the church family equips me in your notes is to fulfill my life's mission. God has given you a life mission. 
You are not to be here just by accident. God did not put you on this earth just to take up space, so to get a job, make money, retire, and die. God did not just put you on earth to use up the resources. God has a life mission, yes, a ministry in which he wants you to have for helping others. Look at Acts 20, verse 24. Please read that verse with me together out loud. Life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others about the good news of God's kindness and love. Can you just imagine getting to heaven and have somebody come up to you and say, I'm here because of you. Thank you. Why does God leave us here on this earth after we have become Christians? You know, we can sing in heaven. We can eat in heaven. We can relax in heaven. But there are two things. Two things you can't do in heaven. So in your notes, you cannot, number one, sin. Because everything is perfect in heaven. So there's no sin there. Then number two, you cannot tell others about Jesus. Because they all know him. And which of those two things do you think God leaves you here on this earth to do? Certainly not to sin. God leaves you on this earth to tell other people. You're to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Look at Colossians 3, verse 15. This is your responsibility and privilege as members of the body of Christ. Circle the word responsibility and privilege. There was a big difference between those two. So in your notes, being an attender and being a member, big difference is the commitment. A member of your spiritual family is the part that's going to help you, number one, to focus on God. Then it's going to help you to face life's problems. It's going to fortify your faith, find your ministry, and number five, to fulfill your life's mission. Amen.